The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a plan. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're... We're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? Good. Fair to middle. I'm in pain in my foot, but then again, that's what happens when you get a cortisone shot uh, in the foot by the toes. Um, Ouch. Yeah, big ouch. I think that's the word I'm looking for. I don't know about y'all. That was big ouch. And my foot still doesn't feel any better. <sighs> Is it a throbbing pain or is it like one of those that like comes and goes? It is a um, very, it, it's similar to a plantar fasciitis, but oh. it's on the top of the foot and down the sides of my arch. Ugh. Yeah, totally different realm. Oof. Yep. Oh, what fun it is. the worst cause like you need that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. And down the right-hand side, you can support our affiliates. Um, and be we will be adding a new affiliate, uh, hopefully by this weekend, Toink Toys, oh. who we're going to have on the show in two weeks. Um, they have a code for us, and it's a one-time code. Geeks 15 for 15% off your purchase. Well, okie doke. Anything off their site. And that includes geeky tikis. So, um, and we got a, we have a surprise guest next week. We do. Um, do. and and I, I hate saying it guys. I apologize that we're going to be doing three shows in in a two week period, (laughs) but well, we got to do it. So maybe that's what happens. Maybe I'll change y'all's perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see what you did there. Um, you know, perception is key. Can't remain surprised guests if you drop freaking hints all the way through. Right. Well, I'm sorry. It, it, it's not going to be. We, we're going to have some key <laughs> folks from Perception, who is a v- visual effects company. <clears throat> Who have worked on a bunch of MCU films and shows Mm -hmm. coming on to talk about 
Well, obviously talk about the company perception and also talk, get some backstories on uh, what they've done with the different films. Mm-hmm. Cool. I would just yep. love to know what they, what like HUDs or, or screen screen imaging or computer screens they've done. They think would be perfect for like phone or laptop backgrounds for, uh, for the intrepid trio that kind of fits that shield thing. Huh. Because I would deck out my computer and my phone with that in a heartbeat. Ah, oh, man, I'd be like, oh, man, where you get that is exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, be sure to ask them when they get here. We'll ask mm-hmm. them when they get here. And supposedly they listen to the show. So, hi, guys. Can't wait to have you on. Yes, absolutely. Lanyards are being printed as we speak. Oh, yes. I, I will definitely make up. For whoever comes on, there will be mighty Marvel geek lanyards heading their way. <laughs> or at least badges. Badges? Because they need stinking badges. <laughs> It'll be our honor for them to have stinking badges. <laughs> yes, I will I will send badges their way. So and we just need we just need Thursday to be on her best behavior. <laughs> you know that Thursday. Should be too awful hard, but you know, you never know. Uh, we are talking right. Thursday. That, that's going to be the challenge. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we talked before show or we were talking in chat before show, in one of our chats about our fantastic four idea. And, you know, Eric, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you, since it was your idea, I'm going to let you kick this off. Okay. Well, uh, because we, uh, we kind of enjoyed our fantastic four takeaways when we were doing episode reviews of what if, and now that there's no more, what if for the time being to, to break down, uh, we were I was just thinking, well, why not just make this kind of a, almost kind of like a, a brainstorming session, a, a weekly question that we just each come up with our top four responses. And the one I threw out there to the guys uh, earlier today was, now that What If has wrapped up its first season, and we know there's at least season two and probably several more to come, what are our top four questions slash subjects that we would like to see explored? Gentlemen, it's time for the Fantastic Four Takeaways. Oh, Thursday's on it now. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how she rolls. <laughs> Sending to your screens now. So, uh, I guess, Eric, we will start with you. Number four. Okay. Um, mine, and this is something that I just thought might be a fun idea and, you know, could get a get a good series or at least a good movie out of it. Um, what if Lady Sif and the Warriors 3 had been exiled to Earth instead of Thor? Ooh, okay. I mean, can you, can you imagine Volstag at a Vegas all-you-can-eat buffet? yeah that could be interesting and they're just it's just the way that they briefly interacted with the people in new mexico i just thought you know and as guardians interacting with mid guardians in general uh is 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 usually pretty enjoyable i just thought maybe that could work yeah yeah. island you're number four Hmm. hmm uh Okay, how about this? What if Sharon Carter graduated from the Black Widow program? 
I think that's an interesting thought, but I don't see I don't see him going that way since they're doing the Captain Carter. And it's already been said they're going to continue sharing down the Captain Carter line. Well, actually, I kind of like that if because we we all know. And spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this already, and uh, shame on you if you haven't, because Sharon Carter is the power broker. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm thinking Peggy Carter. I'm so <laughs> no, that, sorry, Kyla. That's, that would be her. Okay. Right. So if you have basically a Black Widow level assassin as the power broker and Peggy Carter has to hunt down her own niece, mm-hmm. I can where that's going. Yeah. All right, Mike. For me, uh, number four, what if Howard the Duck became human when crossing into the multiverse? I think Darcy would uh, would be rather relieved. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. But there, there's always been that, you know, what if Howard Howard becomes human? I think they actually, di- they did explore that in the comics a little bit, didn't they? I think so. Either that or the other option is, what if... Howard the Duck became Iron Duck, and we go ahead and see that play out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I'll, I'll switch it to that. Okay. No, they did. Ha- there was Howard the Human. Yeah. So yeah, they did do that. So you're but, saying, what if Howard the Duck became Iron Duck? Yes, which we know he he does. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it just helps bring more life to Howard. Yeah. And even though we may never ever see it in in a film, it'd be great to see it animated. Yeah. It, and I think that would be the a way to go. Hey, Howard the Duck, uh, yeah, Iron Man. Okay, yeah, I got that. I got that. I can go with that. So number three. Back to okay, you, I am going to kind of riff off yours just a little bit. Um, what if Nick Fury became the next Iron Man? Ooh, Ooh okay. I mean, we know Fury's out there. Um, if anybody could uh, could suit up, I could I could see him doing that. Yeah. I mean, we've we've still got War Machine out there, and I, I would just like, I personally would like to see a more S.H.I.E.L.D.-themed Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would probably have some similarity to War Machine, but probably more of an espionage bent. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't be so much straight-up heavy combat as more like, infiltration you know surveillance right it's it's iron man spy i like it plus i would just love to see samuel l jackson in a suit of iron man power armor Mm -hmm. yeah that that would be awesome so kylan you're number three um what if clint barton was always ronin like he had he was never hawkeye he he just went straight to ronin Okay. Not bad. I like th- I like that. I think I liked him as Ronan a little bit more than I like him as Hawkeye. Yes, yeah. me too. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, because I, I the the thing is like, you know, him losing his family is you know what pushed him that way. But so what what would have happened or what would have gone wrong in his life that he completely he he just completely skipped Hawkeye. You know, just just never. He had all the skills, obviously, but yeah. just went the other way with it. Well, see, that's the thing that, in, in my opinion, Avengers never really touched on to my satisfaction. It is, mm. it, it is basically assumed that he's had these skills all along because he is mentioned as one of Shield's top agents. Right, and I'm sorry, you can't be one of shield's top agents if all you are is an archer right right 
but you never see any and, and his prowess with a bow and arrow. I like it. I love it. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. You don't see the rest of the skill package that you know is there, right? Until Endgame, right? And who knows? Maybe we get to see that skill set in the Hawkeye series. I I would hope so. Like I honestly, I've I finished a couple weeks ago. I I ran through the um the fraction Hawkeye series. Like I I, I tried to. You know, take you know, try to ease my way through it. There's no way. Just the way Fraction writes it, you know, you 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 just devour it. And like, even though this is what you see of Hawkeye when he's not being an Avenger, but there's like, yeah, yeah. I and I, and I don't know exactly how much of that is going to go into the new series. But I really hope to see more of his skill set than what we, which I, you know, I love what we got in Endgame. But that's the Clint Barton I want, you know. Right. Yeah, and and maybe if Kate Bishop takes over the role of Hawkeye, we do see him go to Ronan. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. My number three. Mm-hmm. What if Tony has a heart? Hmm. <laughs> okay. And, and he's not the one killed, and he doesn't die at the end of Endgame. So, in other words, what if somebody else makes that sacrifice play? Yeah, at this point in time, it could be it could be a fun one. On who do you go with? What yeah. if Obadiah? What if Obadiah made that trip? Uh, no, I'm thinking maybe what if Rhodey made that trip and did the gauntlet snap? I see. That is one of those. I would love to see an entire episode just exploring multiple consequences of that. Mm-hmm. Multiple comes like say, well, let's take Hawkeye. What if he did it saying this is for you, Natasha, and just snaps mm-hmm. or actually, what if the what if the Hulk snaps it again? What if I actually I'll change it because I think this is more of what I was looking for. What if we see the other scenarios dr strange said failed and then we could see you know hawkeye we could see peter comes back and he he triggers it Mm -hmm. okay so that's that's Mm -hmm. very very interesting because you know there are 14 million and six you know possible Mm -hmm. and you and you got to figure in the 14 million and six aunt may doing the snap has got to be part of it yeah that's true that's true Taser face takes a snap. <laughs> yeah, that's just that. That I think you could almost do an entire season on that one idea alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. If y- y'all, the creative, y- you know, all y'all that are working on what if, y'all listening, and you should be, take this down. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want money. We just want a byline. I'll take the byline. Yeah. We just, we just want a line in the credits. Oh, yeah. It could be. Towards the end of the credits, you know, right there, you know, Portuguese credits made by. <laughs> yeah. Number two. Okay. My number two. What if the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had formed the Avengers instead? And this is kind of this is kind of inspired by the end of What If Season 1, where Black Widow gets brought into the uh, the timeline from the earlier episode where... Hank Pym kills off all the Avengers mm-hmm. or kills off the original Avengers. And so Fury has to go thaw out Captain America and bring in Captain Marvel and 
and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, what if the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we know of kind of fleshed out the rest of that roster? Mm-hmm. Like you would have Quake, you would have Deathlock, mm-hmm. you would have Yo-Yo, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you would have Coulson back. Right. Well, actually, I don't, I don't think Coulson got killed in that episode, so he would still be there. Right. So, yeah. I would just like to see that. Or or here we go. You remember when Coulson uh, agreed to take on the spirit of vengeance and become Ghost Rider? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ghost Rider as one of the Avengers. Oh, okay. Can you imagine a Hellfire Lola? Oh, <laughs> that, that would be intriguing. And that's that's where you have that. That's 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 where you have Coulson go full demon and going, don't touch Lola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. Kinda then kinda piggyback off of Eric, actually. But what if Colson survived the Battle of New York? Without going to Tahiti? Yep. Without going to Tahiti. That's interesting. That is interesting. I, I was kind of thinking that. You know, what what if he didn't get stabbed? Mm-hmm. What if he had actually gotten the drop of on uh, Loki? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the uh, with the destroyer gun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, she could have conceivably. Here's why, and here's why I could see happening if that were to happen because of his love of of Steve Rogers. Let's say Shield continues their search for the super soldier serum. Then we end up with Coulson basically becoming the Patriot. Kind of like what happened in season, was that four or five? I think it was four. I could be wrong. But the thing is, it would be, it wouldn't just have temporary effects. It would actually, let's say somebody actually is able to create and stabilize the super soldier serum for, and Colson gets to become a super soldier as a result of all that. I, I could see that happening. I could see that happening. Here's, how about this? This could also happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coulson gets his own Stark suit. Oh, yeah. And you know how like Iron Patriot uh, had that shoulder mounted, uh, shoulder mounted weapon? Yeah. War Machine always has had in the comics. All right. Yeah. The destroyer gun being that shoulder mounted weapon. Oh, okay. so you still end up with the shield tech. With, uh-huh. with with the start with the shield tech Stark suit, but with Colson as a pilot, yeah, and he'd totally be teaming up with Cap. Oh my gosh, you would end up with Cap, Bucky, Sam, and Colson, the Sons of Liberty. That's what you call them. Got it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I right now, it, it, it you win unless some unless one of us has a really really butt kicking number one. <laughs> Sons of Liberty. It, it's going to be hard to top that one. I think so. <laughs> wow. Uh, All right, Mike. I don't want to say that's a hard act to follow, but it is a hard act to follow. It, it is hard act to follow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what if it was Hank Pym stuck in the quantum zone and not hope? Uh, oh. And it, oh, all right. Are you talking about uh are you talking about Janet or I mean, yeah, Janet. Okay. Okay. Janet, sorry. Okay. Roles reverse. Yeah. The, the original Ant Man is stuck in the quantum zone, in quantum realm, not not the original Wasp. I don't know if Janet be <laughs> to uh, jazz to try and pull him out. 
That's just me. <laughs> I could be wrong. I mean, it's almost like Janet go, yeah, he can stay there. <laughs> I mean, Hank isn't the most likable of people. I'm just saying. True. But would we have the ghost? Mm. Hmm. Question. Would we have Scott? No. No, we wouldn't have had Scott. No. 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 But uh, would we still have gotten Yellow Jacket? Would Scott I mean, have been, possible? Would Scott have been Yellow Jacket instead of Ant Man? Hmm. Okay. So so Janet so Janet is running PIM Technology. Uh-huh. So or PIM Labs. So if Janet is running PIM Labs and, and she's partnered with um I can't think of his name now. Anyway, she's partnered with that dude. Uh you could still very well have the yellow jacket suit. That that could still very well be a thing, but I get the feeling Janet would get the feel get the sense that dude was shady a lot 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 earlier than it took for Hank to figure it out. But I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That I mean, it, it, it's it, not quite Sons of Liberty, but I'll throw it up yeah, there. At the same time, that's that's a very intriguing, very intriguing idea because so much would have been different just that one thing. Yeah. And the then it becomes, you know, do we even get the uh, do we even get in game at that point? Hmm. True. Because, I mean, it's it's because Scott was in the quantum zone and Scott would likely have not been in the quantum zone at the time of the snap. And therefore, I just I think at that point, yeah, you don't get in game because of that. Hmm. Right. That completely changes it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Number one. All right. Um, I'm kind of taking a little bit of inspiration from the comics here. What if the MCU version of Doctor Strange had formed the Defenders? Oh. Because, I now, mean, are, yeah, go ahead. Now, are you? T- are we talking about the Defenders in the sense of what we know in the comics or the Defenders as in what we got with the Netflix series. Well, see, that's the question because the original team up, the the original team of the defenders, it was led by Dr. Strange. Right. And it included the Hulk, Namor and Mm -hmm. the surfer. Mm -hmm. But you also had uh, on the team members like Valkyrie, Mm -hmm. Nighthawk, uh, Hellcat, Mm -hmm. Gargoyle, Beast, the son of Satan and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, you know, you could have, you know, maybe some of the defenders from the Netflix series. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think where I was trying to go with this is if Dr. Strange forms the defenders, it's going to be not just the, the defenders that were in the MC, the, uh, the Netflix version. Right. I mean, you could have you could have a few you could have a few of those, you know, maybe like Luke Cage and Power Fist or Luke Cage, Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe there'd be, you know, like Ghost Rider, you know, mm-hmm. Rock is or uh, maybe I, I won't go to any of the X titles because they're not MCU yet. Uh, do you pull a Spider-Man in or, you know, a Captain America or or Winter Soldier? A lot of times, like Secret Defenders was again Doctor Strange, you know, formed the group, but he really he picked out uh, 
people he felt were particularly helpful to combat the particular threat. Right. So it wasn't like a generic super team. It was kind of like, you know, a purpose built. Right. See that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you could have, you know, the Punisher as a defender. Yeah. Or, you know, that, you know, brings out Red Guardian, maybe. Right. Hmm. So I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but it's more like a, you could get a team that's not quite the Avengers, not quite the the Defenders, right? You know that sort of thing, right? I, I, I would like to see that. I, I, I would, I, w- I would like to see that. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Now. Okay. What if? What if? Hmm. Let's think. I'm just hoping I didn't sh- I, I didn't deplete all my creativity with uh, the Sons of Liberty. Kind of proud of that one. Oh, uh, <laughs> as well you should be. Oh, uh, what if? Hmm. What if Baron Zemo? Oh no. Go ahead, finish that out. I will see where you're going with this. What if Sokovia had a helicarrier? Okay. All right. So, so during the whole Age of Ultron thing, okay. what if they had like, and I'm not talking about one of those tiny ones like like we see in in uh, Winter Soldier. I'm talking they somewhere somehow Zemo had gotten access to say a slightly older tech helicarrier, similar to like what we see. At the end of uh, Deadpool. Okay. Like, had had Sokovia had a helicarrier, how much would how much would that have changed their situation? Would it have changed it at all? Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Would, would Ultron be able to stand up against that kind of firepower? I mean, even if it was older tech, it's still a lot of firepower. Or would Ultron have just simply tried to take over that helicarrier? Ooh, Ultron with the helicarrier. I mean that the helicarrier would have quite a bit of firepower to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically, if he's just running it all himself, you know, basically he's infiltrated the systems, he's overrode the systems, mm-hmm. and he's either running it by himself or through a bunch of his little clone robots. Mm-hmm. Um, that's. That the more I think about that, more that's becoming kind of a, an interesting idea as well. Mm-hmm. So basically, a Sokovia guy, a helicarrier, they would not nec- they they it's not necessarily that they would have the firepower to stand up against Ultron because Ultron is going to have a bunch of him and a bunch of his uh, little mini clones and take over said helicarrier. Now you got a completely different end to the age of Ultron. Yeah. Or, I mean, or, or if the helicarrier is bringing the fight to Ultron as he's trying to raise up the, the, the big, the big rock in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, mm. if you want to slice it. That's got some potential to it. Hmm. I like it. I'm not, I'm not as proud of it as I am of Sons of Liberty, but I like it. I like well, it. Well, Sons of Liberty is a really, really high bar to clear. Yeah. All right, Mike. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. It may be a thin one, maybe a thick one. I don't know yet. What if Deathlock was a, was a part 
of a modern Winter Soldier program. Oh, good guy or bad guy? Well, right now, he's still be considered, you know, Winter, the Winter Soldier's considered bad guys, right? Well. Until until rectified or until reprogrammed yeah. back to their true, it, true nature. It seems to me that Deathlock was originally kind of a, a Winter Soldier type. Right. Yeah. I'm saying Deathlock was actually part of a newer after the we see the events of what happens when Bucky goes back and becomes the human shield when the winter soldier the the newer winter soldiers crack okay we remember that right i think they touched on it briefly in falcon and winter soldier but they also touched on it briefly in uh in the winter uh in uh infinity not civil war when they go back to the base right yeah 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 what if the centipede program is part of a newer winter soldier program and the centipede is to keep them more in check. Okay. Uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping the head around your logic now. Okay. Sorry. I got you. I'll, I'll still blame COVID. <laughs> you know, that would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense if you are still trying to replicate the, you know, the super soldier serum or some kind of process that yields similar results. And if the centipede is installed, it integrated is kind of like a control mechanism. Right. Yeah, I, I could totally see that. Still not Sons of Liberty level, but Yeah, it, it it's doable. It's I mean I mean, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want Deathlock as uh with that with that level of training and um well with that level of training and mind control. Yeah, yeah. I mean got Deathlock is pretty powerful just as as he is in Agents of Shield. But you can you combine that with Winter Soldier training and conditioning. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely next level. I don't want to mess with that. Right. So yeah, I can see that. Hmm. Yeah. So wow. Any honorable mentions to add, gentlemen? I actually do have one um, honorable mention, hmm? and Kylan, I. Th- thought you were about to go there <laughs> when you said baron zemo uh-huh all right in falcon and the winter soldier we see zemo crushing a vial of super soldier serum under his foot mm-hmm. what if he had actually taken that formula instead of crushing it oh now you've got somebody who wants to rid the world of super beings and who actually has the ability to stand up to them and go toe to toe with them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of wow. When you said Baron Zemo, I I was afraid that you were going to go there. <laughs> Me to it. No, that that oddly enough, that did not even cross my mind. I mean, in all likelihood, he wouldn't have done it just because right. he is so anti super. But you know, just what if? He said, you know what, you know, you got to fight fire with fire. Right. Right. And, and Zemo becomes a super soldier. Yeah. So let's talk about, because I don't remember, the article says this was initially published October 8th and it's been updated since. I don't remember us talking about it. Okay. I could have sworn it came out 
later. Um, Marvel Studios upcoming film release dates. I did see where the uh, the schedule had been pushed back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and two have been canceled. Yeah, saw that. Which two? Unknown. They're unknown. Mm-hmm. But two two have been canceled, and they will remain unknown then. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Um. So. I- like I said, this all came out October 8th. I don't remember hearing about it until like last week. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Because, like, you know, comicbook.com puts out a story why Disney had to delay almost every Marvel Studios movie in 22 and 23. That came out on the 18th. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I mean, they, didn't they announce, like, they announced their movie schedule back ago. around D23. Yeah. Right. So at this point in time, instead of opening March 25th, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is now opening May 6th. Man. Nearly a full six months after Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Here's where I now worry about this. If there's backlash over Spider-Man No Way Home because we don't get Tobey Maguire or we don't get Andrew Garfield or both... How much of an uproar is that going to be? And will Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness be the victim here? And I reference Star Wars Last Jedi and Solo. Mm. So you think Solo paid the price for Last Jedi? I know Solo paid the price because of Last Jedi. Because Disney didn't do anything to market it except for a teaser trailer at mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And then nothing after that. So it sounds like we're you're you're afraid we're gonna have another John Carter on our hands. Yeah. I I am afraid, even though it's Sam Raimi at the helm, I am afraid Doctor Strange is gonna be the first true Marvel failure in the MCU. Now see, I was afraid well, of course I've been afraid on these movies before. Um, I was a little iffy on the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I was a lot iffy on Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man as well, because, you know, that went through so many production changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to quote Todd Howard at Bethesda, it just works. Yeah, right. I, I find it hard to believe that Marvel slash Disney is not going to advertise. Right. Disney, yes. Marvel, no. I do find it hard to believe that Disney will not advertise because they were some of the ones who put up the money, who who directed the marketing campaign for John Carter. They're the ones who decided how to promote. They're the ones who put up the bucks and, and lay out the game plans of how to how they were going to promote the Star Wars films. Yeah. Because it was it was Iger who overrode Lucasfilm in general because Ron Howard wanted to push back solo even further mm-hmm. and what and Iger wouldn't let it happen it was slated for memorial weekend it's coming out memorial weekend mm. I, I i'm afraid that anything i say here is gonna feel like uh a marvel is too big to fail kind of thing mm-hmm. because regardless of what you think about last jedi and solo they made money yeah mm-hmm. and and that's the whole point of a movie is to make money Right. right. See, and here, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing with Solo. Um, so you're going with a prequel story with a new actor portraying Han Solo uh, with what would be a, pardon the phrase, Solo story. You know, right. Mark a one shot. Whereas the multiverse of madness kicked off because of the events of loki goes through 
what if, which what we based on what we know now probably has some effect with Eternals, definitely Spider-Man. So by the time we get to uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, it's tying is it's tying into what three four other disney plus mcu movies features uh so i think i think this is a little bit different from what 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 we had with um solo but like eric said it all made money yeah and uh, there is and see really the MCU is a completely different animal from the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. I agree. Solo Solo could have been released at any point in time, and it wouldn't have mattered. Right. But the events in Solo are independent of the main storyline for Star Wars. And by the main star you know storyline, I mean like the Skywalker saga, the, the sequel story, the, the rise of Skywalker, whatever you want to call right. it. Right. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is, it is, it is connected. It is building upon things that we have already seen. Right. So, and and in Marvel fashion, it is likely going to influence subsequent releases and series and whatever. Mm -hmm. So it has a point in the timeline that it has to occupy. Mm -hmm. And if you have to, if you have to push multiverse of madness back, then it makes sense that pretty much anything that would come after that has to be shifted back as well. Mm -hmm. Now, okay. My train of thought just, just left. Uh, I hate it when that happens. Sorry. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm just saying it, it has to be right there. Oh yeah. What happens when you push back a movie, a, a Marvel movie repeatedly and you don't push everything else back, you get black widow. Yeah. You get black widow that the release, the chronological release is so out of juncture with the rest of the MCU. I mean, yes, it's 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 not meant to happen in that sequence, but what the thing is, this movie should have been released two years ago. Yeah. Actually, I think Black Widow should have been released in between Infinity War and Endgame. I think we all I, I think we can all agree that it should have been released sooner in the the chronological releases of the basically yeah. what we should what we're saying is Black Widow should have gotten her own movie a whole lot sooner than she did. Oh, yeah, Agreed. absolutely. Agreed. Now, you know where I would ultimately like to have seen this? Probably where? between Iron Man 2 and 3. Widow? You know, I, 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 can, I, I can see. Uh, you know, that may not be the best part and possibly. No, you know what? There's too much with Taskmaster involved. I would say probably between Avengers and Age of Ultron. I think that's too early. It's, you know, it could be. I, I'm just telling you where I would put it. Where I would put it may not be the best place to put it. Yeah. But it definitely needed to be. It definitely needed to be before Endgame. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. It definitely needed to be before Endgame. And that's, and Mike, that's exactly what you just said. Because. Yeah. It, it, I, I think, it honestly, I've seen even more. I don't want to say impactful. But but it makes that seem more powerful to me. Yeah. See, I, I think it needs to go definitely after Civil War. 
since it ties in yeah a little bit to civil war but i think it also needs to go um maybe between sort sort of like ant-man and wasp it needs to go in between um infinity war and endgame yeah because then we see only only problem is you you would have to change up that final end credit scene with her death since we don't know that until end game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's the joy though of changing up you now the end credits. Yeah. See, I don't, I, I have no issue with, with doing something like that. And you know, you're not going to convince me that they didn't shoehorn in or, or basically scramble for that, for that end credit scene, just to make up for the fact that it's been pushed back too far into the, the release date. Right. So, yeah, if you have to lose an end credit scene because, you know, put it right in the the spot where it's supposed to go, or even better, you take that in that end credit scene and you incorporated it into Endgame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, you're taking away a little bit from Tony's farewell, but I don't see any reason why you couldn't have the the alternate, you know, farewell. But we're already having it taken away anyway, you know, with the fact that she dies in the in the movie earlier. Yeah. She dies before he does. Well, yes. Right. I'm talking about the farewell scene. I'm, I'm talking about a goodbye. I'm not talking about the actual death. Okay. You know, it's late. My brain has already gone to sleep. So, <laughs> so I guess to continue on with this, um, so Marsh... Said March 25th, May 6th now for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So in, in many ways, Doctor Strange and Marvel is going to lead off the summer blockbuster season. Love and Thunder is now going from May 6th to July 8th. Okay. Maybe that's a smart move because then with the controversy or or, or is it stupidity of people? Oh, Thor, they're making Thor female. Uh, been done. Read Jason Aaron's story arcs on that. His time with mm-hmm. Thor. This is what's inspired it. Um, maybe July 8th is you know, putting it around July 4th. Pulls in the holiday crowd to, to bring in a little more bucks right. to, to help that particular film. You know, I don't... I don't have an issue with movies being pushed back if it's done to try to maximize a movie's chances. Right. Right. Or if it's to make if if it's for the creative people behind the movie to ref, to further refine and improve the product to the best quality possible. Right. Yeah. I would I would much rather have it and I, I've heard movie people, especially like people like George Lucas uh, and um and Peter Jackson say, you know, you never finish a movie. You just quit working on it. Right. So I, I, I understand there's a little bit of that at play, but I would rather them put out the best thing possible than rush it at, than rush something out. Right. Yeah. Now, if they had not moved Doctor Strange, I would have been okay if the movie that was originally supposed to come out July 8th and Thor lot. Love and Thunder swap dates. And that's Wakanda, mm-hmm. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that sequel is set to open November 11th of 2022. Well, provided everything goes the way it should go. And that date was held previously by um, Nia DaCosta's The Marvels, which is now pushed back to February 17th, 2023, with Ant Man and Wasp, Mania, Quantum Mania, brother, uh, was. <laughs> Is now pushed till July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. 
Okay, and I'm also just going to say this. By the time that a movie is two to three years out, I don't see those dates as being etched in stone anyway. Mm-mm, no. I mean, there's there are too many variables. Yes, it's good to have a schedule. Yes, it's good to try to adhere to that schedule. But life happens. Things happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think we really, and when I say we, I don't mean just the three of us. I mean, collectively, us as fans, we mm-hmm. right. really just need to to manage our expectations a little bit and just and just understand that sometimes these things happen. Right. I mean, yes, they're going to make every effort to hold to it. Right. The further out you go, the harder it is to keep to it. Right. Now, the only movie out of all of this that did not move and kept its original date is the third film in the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. It's keeping its date of May 5th, 2023. Okay. Hmm. So it's because Dave Batista doesn't want to go with the shirtless look for any longer than he absolutely has to. No, I'm okay with that though. Yeah, I, I'm okay with it staying at the same at the same place. It's just I just thought it was amusing that Batista has said that he doesn't want to play Drax anymore after this movie mm-hmm. because it's so hard to keep the shirtless look going. Well, I, I think right. it, I think it's even this film. He's he was having problems with it. Yeah, which fine. Mm-hmm. Give give Drax a t-shirt or a vest or something. Not a t-shirt. <laughs> give him a vest. No, no. There's 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 our show title. Give Drax a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if? What if? Drax had a t-shirt. There you go. Um. Now from comicbook.com to continue on. There is a new Marvel history book that sparks the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon debate, which I found interesting as well. Because we've been touting this forever of let, just keep, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, part of canon. Right. Uh, I mean, they they announced that, um, you know, Agent Carter, that show is considered part of canon uh, because, you know, whether it's within proper MCU canon, it's still within canon. Right. Um. So how is it confirmed in this book, the story of Marvel studios, the making of the cinematic universe, it contains hundreds of pages of information regarding the creation of the world that Marvel fans adore in the book. There is a section within its 2015 chapter that brings up the release of agent Carter. Um, in the book mentioned how the show had Canon storytelling that eventually dovetailed back into future films. Say, I believe the same thing was said with Agents Shield. Trying to find the quote. Now, as for what the book says about how Marvel Studios and Marvel TV operated, which we've touched on this before. Yeah, we have. While many observers assume that this entire stable of characters would go directly into Marvel Studios movie development process, it was decided by Marvel Entertainment's higher-ups that because the movie side was already deeply committed to their successful Avengers characters and the impending Guardians of the Galaxy characters, that the returnees would instead help build a planned TV empire under direct control of Marvel Entertainment, which at the time was entirely separate from Marvel Studios. An excerpt reads, the film side had no control over those characters despite their interest in developing them. Instead, they all went to Marvel Entertainment. Ghost Rider appeared in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the others were placed in different streaming services. Uh, This did not universally apply to the TV shows. However, Agent Carter seems to have been an exception as it has been integrated into MCU canon with its Jarvis character appearing in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, see, 
this is one of the missed opportunities of Endgame, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would not have been very hard to to bring in an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cameo. True. No. I mean, it could be a blink and you miss it cameo with Coulson. It could have been a situation when we were seeing the... Um was it X-Force lineup with Valkyrie yeah. Rescue? Oh, that's A-Force. A-Force. X-Force mm-hmm. was uh, Cable in... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the A-Force, we could have seen Quake make an appearance in the background. Mm-hmm. That's true. See, that that's exactly the kind of cameo I'm talking about. For for for, for crying out loud, it could be Lola flying in through one of those portals. Yep. Yep. It could be Coulson walking along with his destroyer cannon right behind Howard the Duck. <laughs> yep. I mean, it, that's all it would have taken. Yep. So I I say just go ahead and make it part of the MCU. And when they go into the future in the second, you know, in this the that next to last season where they go back in time through the different jumps, make that all tie in as that's where the multiverse began mm-hmm. then they fell into a different multiverse when they came back yeah so so would that make them hipsters because they were doing multiverse before it was cool maybe ah! or i thought you said they were doing that ironically there you go uh the one final story penguin classics is pleased to collaborate with marvel comics to publish a new series a penguin the penguin classic marvel collection this would be the first time that comics have been published by penguin classics uh this collection of carefully curated comic book anthologies presents the original stories and seminal tales of key marvel characters and serves as a testament to marvel's transformative impact on graphic fiction and icons and stories across the popular culture first three books coming out in this series coming out june 14th 2022 black panther captain america the amazing spider-man Okay. The Amazing Spider-Man includes a forward by Jason Reynolds. Um, and the number one, um, who is an award-winning and number one New York Times best-selling author, author of many books, including Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Look Both Ways, Stamped, Racism, Anti-Racism, and You. Um, and Reynolds is the 2020-2021 National Ambassador for Young People's Literature. Mm. Black Panther includes a forward by Needy Akafor. The award-winning author of Who Fears Death in the Binti novella trilogy. She has also written Black Panther and Wakanda Forever for Marvel Comics. And then Captain America includes a forward by Jean Loon Yang, the fifth national ambassador for young people's literature, and the author of Shang-Chi for Marvel Comics and American-born Chinese. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And, and, Absolutely. And these, and these look amazing, depending on how these are done, which covers mm-hmm. they go with. So cool. Any yeah. f- any final thoughts? I'm already thought it out. I, I was honestly I was thought it out about halfway through. I I, I think my, I, my my pistons fired off on that that one one. Then that was it. <laughs> uh, Eric, <laughs> here we go. What if Luke Skywalker was an Avenger? <laughs> oh. Um. Oh yes. What if? World War Hulk live action movie is coming an inch closer to being done. No, that'd never work. Uh, reports say I, that I, I, production start I, date, there's a production start date for 2022 with a release window in 2023 or 2024. I know I'm being facetious. <laughs> but that's Universal doing it. Um, and it still will be Mark Ruffalo. I, 
you, you wanted a Marvel flop. There's your Marvel flop. War War Hulk. I I don't know if if Universal. Uh, the the belief is uh, if Marvel decided to work on a film featuring Hulk as the lead, studio would have to share profits with Universal. Okay. Um, Marvel. If Marvel is doing the movie, then I'm okay with it. However, the rumor of a 2022 start date possibly means Universal has lost the rights, which would then mean it reverts back to Marvel. Which brings me back to my earlier statement just now. Yep. <laughs> if Marvel's doing it, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Personally, I'm hoping for a remake of the uh, Doctor Strange TV movie. I think that'd be awesome. What well, you know what? <laughs> Hail Hydra. <laughs> What? Yum, 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 yum. Dude, you broke thirsty. Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. Oh, do you think he's going to show up in the multiverse of madness? I'm just saying, are we going to get the TV Doctor Strange? I don't know, but... You know what's, what what just popped into my head? What? Mark Ruffalo is the maestro. Ooh. Oh. Just seeing a, a, a snippet in the Multiverse of Madness. Mark Ruffalo getting to play a bad guy Hulk. Oh, man. I think we'll get Mephisto before we get 79 Doctor Strange. I think you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, the only other final thought I have is Charlie Cox threatens to hunt down and fight whoever replaces him as Daredevil. Oh, okay. It's on like Donkey Kong. I want to see this happen. Actually, no, I want to see Charlie Cox stay as I want to see him come back as Daredevil because I think he did a very good job at it. He did. I, I say MT, whoever is rumored to replace him, mm-hmm. MTV needs to re- bring back Celebrity Deathmatch. Just for Charlie Cox and that person. Are we talking claymation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is Judge Mills Lane still around? Because he was the uh, he was the ultimate referee. Let's get it on. I thought he passed away. I, I think he passed away, man. Then, then what we do? We use old clips of his voice. There you go. Why not? Pay his, mm-hmm. Just pay the estate. <laughs> so, um, other than that, Kylan, since you broke Thursday, you get you get to handle this. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? <laughs> no, just <laughs> time to go dark. 